Worship team, Church of the Warm Heart, thank you for sliding in this morning. Good morning. Actually, the rain took care of most of it, didn't it? Made it nice. So, so uh, beautiful snow, beautiful snow. Last couple of days, had a wedding uh, at a park. 
uh, during when it was really, really, really coming down. Um, he was he was Russian. She was Catholic, so I was like the Methodist dude in between to figure this out. But uh, uh, are you guys cold? Russian. Like, all right, we'll do. Um, uh, this is how Russian. I, I, I we got to the name. Uh, it's, it's, it's my privilege and honor to introduce to you, Mr. and Mrs. Ivan and, and 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 Kayla. And I looked at that last name, and I practiced all week, and I still couldn't get it. Fourteen consonants, two vowels. And all I could do is like. Uh, it's my privilege and honor to introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Ivan and Kendra Bush. The happy couple, everyone. This is the happy couple. But, uh, oh, cold, 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 cold. Uh, good to have you. If you're welcome, if you're joining us online, hi, welcome to you. We are blessed to have you with us. And we pray that you find a blessing in today's service. Later on in the service is communion. You might notice the, uh, the plates up here. Uh, if you have communion elements at home of whatever, whatever shape and size, we will bless them through the interwebs later on in the service. So I uh, have those ready later on. Sign in. Let us know you're here. Every row, every pew has a has a sign in sheet. Let us know that uh, that you're here. We appreciate appreciate that. Uh, going through several announcements because we have Diana who's going to come up and share. So it's that time of year. We'll be sending out um, actually a little different this year. Normally we do it the first week of January. We send out your year end statements, but we're going to do it a little different this year for a couple of reasons. Number one, we're going to send one out by the end of this week. So if you want a statement via email, please make sure that your email is on file with the church office. If you want a hard copy, uh, then let the church office know that and I'll print those, but typically we just send them out electronically, uh, try to save us a little postage. And uh, so like I say, let us know uh, what your email address is. And we're doing it, uh, like I said, a little differently this year, just because we want everybody to know where they are at this point in the year. Um, and if you have it in your heart and in your budget to uh, give a little extra in December, it would be helpful to cover that deficit that we're dealing with. And uh, then we will send out statements about the 20th of January uh, for the actual year-end statements. Why so late? <laughs> uh, my husband and I have the privilege of going on a uh, long-awaited cruise. Uh, we'll be flying to Sydney and uh, taking a two-week cruise to um, Australia and New Zealand. Oh, so I'll be out of the country and won't be able to issue the statements till I get back. The last thing you want to do on a boat? <laughs> I'm not sure that they would go through our, our CDM software. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't want to subject the CDM software to any kind of viruses or anything else. So oh, there you go. I'll wait till I get back home. So anyway, Sounds if you good. have any questions, please call the church office. I know Angela can help you out uh, and she'll get me the information with your emails or your addresses if we need to send a hard copy. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you so much. Uh, if you do like food, anyone here like food? All right, uh, so we got the pizza, but also this Wednesday we have a potluck. Uh, each Wednesday during Advent, we do a special event. We have a movie in two weeks. We do a blue Christmas three weeks from now. Thank you to those who did the Hanging of the Greens this past Wednesday. Appreciate you helping out. Uh, but this Wednesday is potluck, so if you like food, uh, make your favorite dish. Come on by and, and sample some other folks as well, 6.30 in the FLC. That's, that's it for announcements. Let's... Let's stand and sing. I think we're ready to sing. Are you ready to sing? Yeah. Let's sing. Glory, let there be peace. Mm-hmm. 
this motley crew of misfits, these liars and these thieves. There's no one unwelcome here. So that's in a shame that you brought with you. You can leave it at the door and let mercy draw you opportunity to gather and to worship and to praise, to praise you. In the season of anticipation, we wait. We wait with hope, knowing that your light breaks through the darkness and is a source of comfort and healing. And your grace covers all. Lord, today, God, we ask that you shape us that you mold us, that you transform us. Help us to be a reflection of your light, for we are your people. And today we pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. are like fifth grade on down to come on down for your time in worship. Good to see you. That's okay. Make your dress. Got dinosaurs on your shirt. Good to see you guys and good to see all of you online as well. All you kids, yeah. You're going to be going downstairs today and not upstairs. You're going to go upstairs. We all have choices, don't we? Yeah. I don't know which way is which way. I don't know. You go, you'll, go, you'll go downstairs, you go upstairs, and we'll stay on this level. How about that? We'll even out. So, oh, ow, a while back, I had a tooth. I was just, just hurting, just hurting. And I told my wife, it'll get better. It'll be fine. And guess what? It didn't get fine. Guess who I had to go see? I had to go see the dentist. And they fixed it right up. About a year ago, I fell off a 50-foot ladder. Only, only, I was only three feet up, but it was a 50-foot ladder. <laughs> and, and, and I really messed up this, this wrist right here. I could, I, could not, I could not bend it this way. And, and I, I, about a year ago, maybe some of you remember me with a brace for a while. Uh, but I th- told my wife, you know, it'll just get better. It'll get better. Yeah, I should go see who? I should go see the doctor. And uh, go, go see the ambulance? Yeah, they'll take an x-ray. They'll take an a- x-ray in the ambulance. That's right. And then, and then a life flight for a wrist, and then I'll really get billed. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Just by saying the word doctor, I get a bill for diagnostic. That's the, that's the rule. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So I, uh a week ago, a week ago, I'm driving back from Thanksgiving. We did Thanksgiving at the coast, and and there's some mountains along the way. There's one big mountain they call Cabbage Hill, or what else do they call it? I've heard Blueberry Hill, and or Immigrant Hill. You know the one over by, uh, uh, yeah, Pendleton. You got the afternoon. My car started acting weird, and the engine light came on. I know, and I'm, I'm going up there, and we, we had two cars, so it's just me and one kid, and my wife, she bailed on me. She's a half hour ahead of me, but uh, 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 there was a bathroom issue. They had to go. They had to go. Uh, but a light came on, and I'm just puttering up the hill, and I'm only doing like 35 miles an hour, and I'm getting passed by semis on this hill, which is a bad sign on this hill. And uh, yeah, guess what? I think it'll take care of itself. It'll be fine. Do you think it took care of itself? Yeah. No. No, mechanical. I had a click, 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 uh, and I, I got to learn how to change spark plugs. Yeah. Yeah, well, the third one was, was not working, so I hmm, got, that, got that fixed, but I had to figure out, I had to talk to people who knew about stuff. Anytime we have problems, a lot of times I just want to say, it'll be fine, it'll work itself out, or I could do this all by myself. And there's times... And I just need to find extra help. Whether it's with bodies, whether it's vehicles, whether it's doing home repair, 
Um, any, anyone have a spouse who likes home repair and they, you just wish they would have got an expert? Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes um, the injury is not on the outside, but the injury is on the inside. And sometimes we have to go what my kids call a feelings doctor. So that helps too. Um, but we call Jesus a wonderful counselor. He is someone who helps heal, not, he doesn't heal my wrist and he doesn't heal, uh, doesn't fix my car. But if I listen to Christ, if I listen to Jesus, he heals, he heals my broken heart. He heals my sad soul. And I pray at this time of Christmas when we put up all the lights in these dark days that we remember that he is our counselor and that we listen to him. Can you pray with me? Oh, yeah. You went, you went to a mall and there was a horse? Game. A horse game. Did it make you happy? Yeah. Did it bring you joy? Yeah. Yeah. This season, this season, find the things that bring you joy. A train at a mall. Malls are different than when I was a kid. Not like a real train. Little tiny train drove you around. Find the things that bring you joy. Hey, Pastor Jen. Find things that bring you joy this season. Hey, band. Find things that bring you joy this season. Will you tell your neighbor to find joy this season? God above, we ask your blessings upon these little ones that they find true joy this holiday season, uh, whether it be in the gift giving or in the songs or in the family. But we, we celebrate the coming of Christ, who is life. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down. Ooh, you can make it up. You can do it. You can, you can do it. You got it. Good job. As we come to the offertory, we give thanks to those who participate in the giving to our church. You make this place happen. You make love happen. You make healing happen. You make grace happen. Uh, throughout the country, you will find hospitals that have the word Methodist on it. Uh, we support a lot of uh, health care uh, out there, but we we used to have hospitals when hospitals didn't make money. Can you believe that there was a time when hospitals didn't make money? So the so the church step. That's why there's so many churches, uh, you know, hospitals with church names on it because it was an act of mercy and act of grace because the, there was no money in in, in healthcare at the time. Uh, times have changed, uh, so now we got like Saint Al's and Saint Luke's, and uh, but Methodists are all over the place in terms of physical healing. We're also in the, in the sphere of emotional and spiritual healing. Um, we, you might remember a time when we had a counselor uh, next to on the FLC. Uh, that counselor has moved on, but um, Methodists support mental health as well. Uh, some places might say, just buck it up, figure it out, grow up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. We believe in healing. If th- these, are, these are sad times for many. If there is a need... If you have a spiritual need, if you have an emotional need, if, if you're facing depression and anxiety, those are real things, we encourage you to find help. If your budget allows, if your insurance allows, we support you in, in the mental health arena. Uh, and part of our offertory uh, goes to help healing ministries throughout the world. Let us receive the offertory.
We have three passages this morning. The first is from Isaiah 9, uh, chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now Psalm chapter 9, verses 1 through 2. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. And finally, Isaiah chapter 28, verses 23 through 29. Listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. When a farmer plows for planting, does he plow continually? Does he keep on breaking up and working the soil? When he has leveled the surface, does he not sow caraway and scatter cumin? Does he not plant wheat in its place, barley in its plot, and spelt in its field? His God instructs him and teaches him the right way. Caraway is not threshed with a sledge, no, nor is the wheel of a cart rolled over cumin. Caraway is beaten out with a rod and cumin with a stick. Grain must be ground to make bread, so one does not go on threshing it forever. The wheels of the threshing cart may be rolled over it, but one does not use horses to grind grain. Also, This also comes from the Lord Almighty, whose plan is wonderful, whose wisdom is magnificent. May God add blessing to the reading of this word. Thank you, Pastor Jen. Did you all get the farming references? Uh, instructions. This is this is how the world works. Different things take different different means, and uh, we need wisdom to figure all that out. A few summers ago, so I'm I'm, I'm driving. This is summer, so uh, my air conditioning in my car I call 455, four windows down at 55 miles per hour. That's that's my air conditioning. And and I'm just enjoying the breeze, and I got the radio turned up, and 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 the wind is just blowing my hair. I'm imagining that one, just blowing my hair. It just, I just love having my window down and just enjoying, uh, enjoying uh, the, the breeze. I get home, and uh, we we still we still call it rolling up the windows, but we're not rolling up windows, right? We we do the little clicker down. <laughs> Remember this? But now we do the thing, and so I'm rolling up, rolling up the windows, uh, clicking up the windows, and the rear driver's one is not going up. It's, it's just not going. So I try again. Still not going. Bang on it several times, because that fixes things, right? Bang it on it. Still not going. Uh, check the fuse box down below. Uh, it, it, it's fine there, and and uh, I, I tried to jimmy the thing up, and I couldn't get it. And, and it was the weekend, so no shop was open, and rain was coming. And so I finally resolved to do the inevitable. I asked Google, right? Almighty Google. And an hour later, the sprinkles were coming down. And I was, I was sitting in my driveway with my, with my laptop on a covered workbench, watching a YouTube video on how to take the panels off to get to the glass. Do you ever use YouTube to figure things out? Yeah, God bless you too. Because uh, they got screws and they got bolts in places I can't even imagine to take this thing off. Uh, but I finally get it off and I finally have to get the window up and I have to clip a wire to make that happen. And it, that was probably bad, but uh, got it up, got the panel back on. Uh, 
and, and, and problem solved. I just, the, the thing just still doesn't work, but the window's up. Uh, that week I took it to the auto body shop. They said, yes, we can fix it. It'll be about 800 bucks. Like, it's a back window. I don't care about a back window of 800 bucks. So if we didn't fix it. So if you're riding with me and you're in the back seat and there's an emergency, the window's not the emergency exit. You're on your own. You've got to figure it out. I'm amazed at the amount of technical assistance we get from technology these days. If I'm repairing the gar- uh, garbage disposal, I go to YouTube. If I have bodily symptoms, if I have weird bodily symptoms that I want to check out, which website do we go to? WebMD, and we self-diagnose. Doctors love it when we do that, by the way. Because, oh, I have a little thing on my finger. Click, 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 and like 10 minutes later, ooh, I'm going to die. This is going to kill me. WebMD, you're going to die. That's, that's where it takes you. Yeah. We built the playhouse in the back. I found a set of drawings online on how to, on how to build this thing. When I do my taxes, I do my own taxes. I go to tax forms and I read what's the changes in the tax law. Got a little pedometer that says, hey, time to, time, to, time to get up and walk. And I think, okay, little pedometer, you're probably right. But, you know, we, if, but if you've got to fix something, I, I can find it online. The world has changed, hasn't it? But the point is we all go to someone. We all go somewhere when we have a need. When we just can't figure it out by ourselves. We, we have to go find people, right? In the season of Advent, I want to ruminate on an ancient, ancient scripture from Isaiah. For unto us a child is born, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah gives this child four names, kingly titles. And since we have four Sundays of Advent, we're going to explore each one in turn for the next few weeks. And we're going to hit Wonderful Counselor today. If you ever, if you ever hear the Messiah, Hallelujah, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Handle messed up. He, he separated them out. They're actually together. Wonderful Counselor. It's not just a counselor, but a wonderful counselor. Now, Jesus is not a therapist, but he's a counselor. There's a big difference. So just to backtrack, what was going on in Isaiah's world where he would write such words? Isaiah was a prophet 700 plus years before Christ. So 2,700 years ago, that's, that's a long time ago. And the empires were doing their thing. This is the time when mighty empires were were rising, they were falling. And Isaiah was writing at a time when Assyria was on the march. This This is hundreds of years before Rome even became a thing. But Assyria was one of the first big ones. So if, good luck reading this. But the, so that's the Holy Land there, right? You see the Holy Land? Uh, the green, the dark green blob was Assyria in 824 BC, and it grew over the next 150 years into the to the light green blob that you see. They took over Iran, Iraq, uh, Turkey is up there, um, parts of Ukraine, uh, the whole Holy Land. Egypt is gone. They're all under Assyria, except except for one little tiny yellow blob. Do you see the yellow blob in there? 
That's Judah, the southern kingdom of Israel. The northern kingdom has been wiped away. Southern kingdom is left, and they are surrounded. Like on all sides, Assyrians, 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 Assyrians. We are toast. And the king at the time, the king said, we need a pro-Assyrian policy. And maybe if we just capitulate, they will leave us alone. And Isaiah says, they're not going to leave you alone. They're going to take your money. They're going to take your children. They're going to take, take everything you got. And you, you'll, be, you'll, you'll be paying tribute uh, for centuries. Judah, this little tiny island surrounded. Chapter 8 talks about all the bad things Assyria is going to do. And then we get to chapter 9, what was read for us today. And Isaiah, Isaiah points to something that happened at the capital. For the king, the king who's been bad, there happened to be a birth. There was a child born in the king's house. Hezekiah, the baby. He would grow up to be a good king, much better than the bums they've had in recent generations. Did you know that every time a child is born, it shows that God hasn't given up on us yet? Things might look bleak, but life, life still goes on. Babies still come. And Isaiah says, because a child is born, because we're going to get a new king coming up. This is the promised land. This is the land that God has given us. All great kings and rulers surround themselves with wise counselors. And Hezekiah also used Isaiah as a counselor. Now, when Isaiah wrote this, he was talking about the little baby Hezekiah. Uh, But for us Christians, we look back on this 2,000 years later, and we look at the scripture and we think of Christ. We think of Jesus. That's not what Isaiah was thinking when he wrote it, but we've we've co-opted it, if you will. One counselor, I'll just bring up two, two I guess. Uh, Queen Elizabeth had counselors. Every, everyone, every, every leader has counselors. Uh, probably the two more famous ones, uh, Queen Elizabeth had, had two. She chose two men, William Cecil and Francis Walsingham. They were astute, they were fearless, and uh, they were totally, utterly loyal to queen and country, and they didn't agree with each other at all. And they told the queen the truth. They told the queen what the country was going through. They didn't tell her what she wanted to hear, but they gave it to her straight. And a lot of times she would give them like the full wrath of her temper, but they stayed with her through thick and thin. Uh, when, the, when the one on the left died, Cecil, uh, when, she, when, when he died, Elizabeth said, no prince in Europe has ever, set, has ever had such a counselor. We need counselors, don't we? We need people out there to help us on this life's journey. You don't walk through this life alone, but you walk with the love and the care of not only the people in the sanctuary, but the folk out there and the wisdom that they have to get you through. Jesus is one of our wonderful counselors. And I want to ask you, do you follow your counselor's advice? Do you follow your counselor's advice? So what do counselors do? First, they tell you the truth, right? That's a good counselor. They tell you the truth. Jesus tells you the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. 
He points out that we rebel against him a lot, that we're sheep who have gone astray to repent of our sin. Turn around, come back to me, find life, find hope, find love. Listen to your counselor. It's like a doctor who tells someone who's suffering from some ailment that you need to stop doing this because this is what's causing your ailment. And I'm like, I don't need to listen. Listen, listen to your counselor. The first thing to, uh, what do they say? If understanding the, the you, you got you to say there's a problem before you can really address the problem, right? There's, there's a better way to say that that I'm not thinking of right now. Uh, my, my kids and I, we were, uh, my family, we were watching a TV show where an intervention came on. Did I tell you the story here? All right, pastors tell the same stories over and over, so. All right. So we're watching this, this, this show and an intervention comes on and my kids had this great idea at the dinner table. Hey, let's do an intervention for everyone at this table and we will tell everyone your big problem. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> All right. And so we go around and I, I, I can't tell you what the kids are because, you know, privacy and they don't like to be brought up in sermons. But uh, it, it got to me like, oh, this, is, this, this could be interesting. And so it comes, comes to my turn and like... Dad, we want you to get help. Your obsession with scented candles is causing a problem in our family in a number of ways. And a kid goes to the the cabinet. Look, we have 40 candles. Stop buying candles. I like candles. I got one going over here. You can't see. It's hiding behind there. Uh, Scented apple. I love it. Uh, you got to see the problem, right? That's what counselors do. They tell you the truth. It's kind of interesting when your kids tell you the truth. Uh, the second thing that Jesus tells us as a counselor, he already tells us what he's done for us. Matthew 20, he says this, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. He understood that we can't save ourselves. I can't, I can't beat death. I can beat a lot of things. I can't beat death. Christ beat death. And if I follow him, I get to live. Do you want to live? Follow your counselor. He provided the help we need. I want to know that my counselor understands my problems. And he, he came to earth as a baby and he was tempted in every single way that we were. And he had the joys and the hardships that we face. And he offers us life. Third, a counselor can give you a prescription for how to fix whatever's going on in your life or things to think about, tactics to use, plans to, uh, to just, just fix whatever's going on. Jesus tells us how to live a spiritually healthy life. Uh, Let's just go straight to the quote. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. Find the prescription in in, in, in Scripture. You know, people who have had heart surgery, uh, a couple years ago, my father-in-law had heart surgery. uh, And he came home with a whole list of things that he did not want to do. Like, oh, I have to exercise. Like, oh, I have to eat differently. 
Oh, I have to, and I have to get regular checkups. I have to take my medicine. I don't want to take my medicine. Right? One in five prescriptions don't go filled. One in five prescriptions uh, are still sitting there waiting for people to take them. It's amazing. We go to the doctor, and the doctor says, "Hey, to, to, to fix this, take this." And you're like, "Nah, I'm good. I don't need to." I did that for the longest time for high blood pressure. My goal was to make it to 50 without prescription meds. I missed it by a week because the Red Cross kicked me out. We have a blood drive tomorrow, right? Are there still whole openings? There's still openings, right? And I, I hope to fill one of them, but I went in and my blood pressure was like 165 over something else. And I said, we can't, we can't take you. And I'm like, man, if the Red Cross denies you giving blood, it's time to go see someone. So suck it up, Pastor Mike. Take your medication. So now I'm taking a pill every day. Not happy about it, but I want to live. <laughs> Take your prescription. Our Lord has given us a joyful uh, uh, prescription for joyful living. Love instead of taking advantage of others. Forgive instead of being bitter. Be holy rather than profane. Store up treasures in heaven, not here on earth. Generous, not selfish. Seek to serve those around you, and not seek to be served. The counsel of Jesus is superb. He understands our situation and addresses us with love and wisdom. This morning, my, my message is simple. He is our wonderful counselor, but counselors only work when we listen to them. If you were to ask Jesus this morning, wonderful counselor, what advice do you, do you have for my life? What would he say? What would he say? What, what would he say? To, uh, I'll, I'll pick on Pastor Mike here. What would he say to Pastor Mike? Maybe he'd tell me not to stress about tomorrow. I think he said that somewhere along the line. I think he'd tell me to, to be appreciative of the people who, who, who do the chores at home or help make church work. That'd be good. Good advice. Maybe he'd tell me to stop beating myself up for something that happened decades ago but still bugs me. Bugs me enough that I think about it every week. Let it go, Pastor Mike. Let it go. What would he say to you? If you go to YouTube to fix a broken water heater, maybe we should go to Jesus to fix a broken heart. This Advent season, may we live by the counsel of this baby to be born. For unto us a child is born. A son has been given, a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. I don't know about you, but in this world today, I can sure use a wonderful counselor. And the family of God said, Amen. So it was a Thursday night. The disciples did not know what was coming. Jesus did. Jesus knew that night he would be arrested. And within a day, he would be hanging on a cross. The disciples did not know this. So he gave them the advice as a counselor that would help them in this time. During the meal, he took the bread. 
gave thanks, and he broke it. And he said, take and eat, all of you. This is my body shed for you. And after the meal, he took the cup, and he poured out the fruit of the vine, and he said, take and drink, all of you. This is my blood shed for you. For the forgiveness of sins, do this in my name. And as often as you take the bread, as you take the cup, I am with you. You don't go through this life alone, but you go with the love of Christ in our hearts and the power of the Spirit within. I don't know what you're facing today, but the Savior wants to see you. This is an open table. The table is set. Please come forward. As willing, let us stand for our closing hymn, Joy to the World, Unspeakable Joy.
God is good. All the time. Let me just see the bouncing. I just, I just got to see the I saw little Charlie Brown in there. Charlie Brown dancing. That's the one. May the God that brought us together go with you now and forevermore that we go out with such joy in our hearts. Go in peace. Thank you.